With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you guys for tuning in to the National Four Time Award winning POET Radio. This is your award winning Voices Behind the Pens. We're here each and every Monday night, seven, I'm sorry, eight central, nine eastern, seven mountain, and six pacific. Just check your local time zones. Make sure you guys are here on the line with us every day. Uh, we're going to get it cracking. It is Monday. It is Monday. It is Monday. Uh, they just finished uh, uh, submitting the nominations for the Spoken Word Awards show that's going to be held in September. I think voting begins, if I'm not mistaken, July 1st to July 31st. But they just closed the nominations, I think, yesterday. So if you didn't get your nominations in, I'm sorry. Uh, you'll be able to probably vote for those people next year. Um, but just make sure everybody that you voted for did something between April 1st of last year and April 1st of this year so they can get actually nominated. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to get to the show. Got our, one of our hosts online. What's going on, brother? Oh, how are you? I'm doing good, Nina. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Pretty fair for a square, man. Just trying to get this event together that I got Sunday. So I've been a busy body. Just don't, trying to do like oh, last yeah, minute yeah. stuff. And, yeah, make sure everything is cool and stuff for Sunday. That and yeah, trying to yeah, keep I, my sanity. <laughs> yeah, but trying to I keep did, my sanity. I heard about that. Yeah, I saw the, the fly for that event on Sunday. Yeah, honoring, yeah, honoring, honoring, honoring the, honoring the, honoring the honoring brothers. That's a good thing. I like that. Yeah. Wish I could have been yeah. there in person, but you know it's going to be a great show in my afternoon. Anyhow, oh, you already know I'll make it happen. Like I did at the touch of the past. All you got to do is say the word. You already know, brother. Oh, I can make that happen. <laughs> I can see if I can right. pull you up on the TV, let you watch it on the TV screen with me. Shoot, it can be done. Mm-hmm. It can be, hey, yeah. You know what your sister is capable of. I can damn sure make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, other than that, how's your week been? Oh, pretty good. This um, in my six months of waiting for the awaiting and uh, just feel like uh, it getting closer. Getting, getting closer and uh, just still, still keeping a positive attitude, still maintaining myself while I'm down here. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. It's like I said, it's like the wait going to be worth it. You know what I mean? I understand it's a long time and everything, but at the end of the day, the wait is definitely going to be worth it, man. Is God going to protect yeah. them hands of them surgeons? You're going to have the best surgeons, the best team working on you. You're going to be all right, man. You're going to be all right. You know, exactly. you don't push and made it this far. You're going to keep going. Keep going harder. So, right. yeah. God is good. Oh, the time. Miss <laughs> Gina, 
Oh, what's going on, sweetheart? How are you? How's your week been? I survived. I um, I got a landscaper to come and cut my grass, which it was looking like my home had been abandoned and nobody lived here and my yard was overgrown and it was ugly. Uh, my next-door neighbor's grass wasn't looking great, nor was the house across the street on the corner. Everybody got their stuff together, but unfortunately there was a lot of allergens in the air. I could barely breathe. I had an asthma attack last week. Oh, we had a rolling blackout while the, um, when we had, remember how hot it was for a couple of days last week? Yeah. In the midst of that, my power went out. So I'm in the oh, house wheezing with no A, no AC, no, no, no air. I couldn't even have turned the fan on because I had no electricity. So they told me it was going to take 20 minutes to an hour. Thank God it was on the lower end. I think I was without electricity for about 30 minutes, but that was 30 dangerous minutes, I'm, I'll tell you what. Um, but, yeah, I survived it, so here I am. Happy that it's Monday again. Yes, oh, Lord. Girl, let me tell you, they got to pencil me in, so they didn't have time for me. Um, my five-year-old grandson went to a Chuck E. Cheese party and his first sleepover. My daughter's first sleepover, she was 10. My first sleepover, I was 12. He's five. He had spent the night at a, at a classmate's house already. It's too busy for me. And so <laughs> I talked uh, to them on the video. It ain't the same. Well, so I will have a story about them hopefully in a couple of weeks because next weekend they have something at church, and the weekend after that they have a wedding where he's the ring bearer and his sister Danielle is the flower girl. And plus they won. Um, you know, we have a minor league baseball team out here in Joliet. The girls uh-huh. reading competition, both of them, and they got um, a box, four seats with with four. Um, they have a, a choice of a hot dog or hamburger, nachos or popcorn, and a drink for four people, each one of them. So they're taking eight people uh, to the baseball game. I, I, I really don't want to be one of them. So you know, we'll see. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, oh yeah. That is cool. Good. I'm happy that to be is- here. Yeah, that's cool. So we are waiting on Miss Eternal Flame to get in here. Um, she's not available. So why what we're gonna do is we're just going to uh, we'll take another station break, then we're gonna go right into the uh, the um, post speed round because we got to get the show going. We got calls on the line. Uh, so again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the National Four Time Award winner POEC Radio. This is your award-winning voices behind the pins. We are here each and every Monday night, 8 Central, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific. Just make sure you guys check your local time zone so you guys can tune in with us. So we're going to get into what we get into every week, which is the host speed round. And then once we're done with the host speed round, we're going to get into the reason why we're here, which is you guys, the callers. So without further ado, Miss Jane Storm, if you're ready to kick us off. Um, title my freestyle because I didn't write anything. <laughs> title my freestyle. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I mean, like, sick to damn death. About five years ago, I stopped watching the news, mostly because it was all mess. I have a poetry son that I love as though I gave birth to him myself. He lives in Buffalo, New York. Y'all know what just happened there recently. I know if the shooter had been black, it wouldn't have ended the same way. I'm sick of it, really. 
I mean, tired to death. And it's not just there. It's in California. It's in the South. It's everywhere. People don't value lives. Nobody cares whether or not you live or die. There's so little human in humanity right now that all I can say is this is a tragedy, but it's been so going on for so long, I feel like it's a rerun. This same story on repeat, Part of it. It makes me so sick. I'm talking about my stomach hurts and I don't know what to do next. I guess I do what I always done. Because at least I know that it works. So I'm going to pray. Not just today, but every day. In peace. My dear brothers and sisters, when we go through certain challenges and encounter adversity at various degrees and having difficulties of coming to terms while we are going through what we are going through right now in our lives. It feel that we are the only ones who are experiencing what hundreds of thousands of people going through or have overcome their lives personally. Once we start believing in the false idea that we are the only one facing troubles in our lives, Satan tries to use those thoughts against us by attempting to isolate you from people and trying to solve issues on your own and sink you into a deep depression along with feelings of despair and hopelessness. That's why we are seeing the suicide rate increase exponentially in this country. My dear brothers and sisters, you must realize that you are one of the hundreds of Hundreds of thousands who are going through exactly what you are experiencing right now in your life. You must realize that establishing genuine connections, either in real life or social media, are vital in dealing with unique challenges that you're facing. You must realize you don't have to isolate yourself because no man or woman is designed to be an island. You need some type of human connection and interaction, whether building strong friendships hanging out with your family, being involved in a relationship or the marriage, or connecting with people who share the same challenges and struggles that you are facing yourself right now. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm living proof that you are not the only one who has ever waited for a breakthrough to come through. You're not the only one who has about to experience a major change in your life. Be patient and keep the faith until it happens for you. I'm not the only one who is currently on the list of waiting an organ transplant. I'm not the only one who has lost a girlfriend to unexpected death this year. I'm not the only one who has ever experienced losing classmates and close friends over several years. I'm not the only one who has ever had to put my plans on hold and experiencing the rush to my future plans due to medical reasons. I'm not the only one who is undergoing a major overhaul of my life right now. I'm not the only one who has to make major decisions about my future and learn to readjust to living in society again after I leave the hospital. I'm not the only one who has had people walk out of my life because they were only meant to be in my life for a season, but those Negroes show their true colors when hard times came in my direction. I'm not the only one who has had to cut some people lose and maintain my distance from them this year while I'm still in the hospital. More or less in this poem, my friends, you're never going through anything by yourself because there are hundreds of thousands 
of and millions going through the same things you're going through. That's that peace. You don't have to ever. And gentlemen, let me say something to you. This consider this being a public service announcement. This not even a piece. This is coming off the dome. This I just got to talk to my people. You don't have to. First of all, settle for less. You don't have to be misused, abused, confused, or lose yourself to nobody. You don't have to lose your identity, your character to nobody. A lot of us are thinking we in a relationship, but when the actuality is, we are in a relationship. A lot of us confuse lust for love. Somehow we get it confused thinking that the feeling is the same and it's the same, it, but it's not. It is really, it's not. Because if you love somebody or somebody loved you, like really loved you, you would know. It's a feeling that you just, man, it just, it, it can't explain. But if you with somebody right now, and you hate to go home. You hate to hear the sound of that person's voice. Everything this person do irritates you. This person is making you settle for stuff that you know good and well. You wasn't, it's against your home training and it's against your character. If you're in a relationship like that because this person mistreats you and then and on the same breath tell you I love you, how could you love me if you mistreat me? How could you respect me, but you hurting me and my daughter or my son has to see this? So if you hurting their mommy, how in the hell can you love the kids if they see this? For the past week, I have had literally four friends Four that's going through the same thing with these so-called guys. And one guy, one of them is a guy going through a stuff with his significant other. And it's like, why? Why? That's because we've been brainwashed. I'm going to say we because I was once there. Brainwashed to believe that this person is for me or this person love me or this person going to change and they not going to never do it again. Maybe if I give him a baby, maybe he'll stop. Or maybe if I give her everything she want, like bags and gym shoes and stuff like that, she'll be cool and she'll like me. You don't have to force nobody to like you. You don't have to buy love and you damn sure don't have to force love. It is so many people. It is not no memos written that you have to be stuck with who you are with that's treating you bad. You don't have to lose yourself into nobody. You don't have to. You need to get out your own way and move around. If somebody is not trying to be a part of your growth and everything that they do or say is narcissist behavior or is negative, 
in any way, shape, or form. I don't care who it is. It could be your mom, your sister, your brother. Get them the hell as far away from you as you possibly can. Because life is too short, y'all. Life is too short. And we don't have to spend the rest of our life or however long we got here on this earth just settling for less. Just because we happy with the fact that we got a piece of man or we got a piece of woman or we scared to be alone. Sometimes you need to be alone to think, to get your peace of mind back. But at the end of the day, do not, and I swear to God, I hope you, all you guys are really listening to me because this, I forget, like I said, this is not no poetry piece. This is just me talking to you guys. At the end of the day, protect your sanity, protect your character, protect yourself, protect your life. Don't put your life or your heart in the hands of people that's going to just play with it and not respect it. So guys, yes, that's just, I just had to talk to y'all, you know what I'm saying? I just had to get that off my chest. I just had to say that to somebody because next week, Next Monday, I'll be celebrating my birthday on this joint. I'll be 52 years old next Wednesday, May 25th. It's going down, down, down. Like I said, I ain't got time for nobody's bull crap. I got zero tolerance for bull crap. So I've just been trying to coach my friends alone, try to help them out, get them out of situations that they in that they don't have to be in or stay in. So in order for us to say that, I see we got some callers on the line. I want to get to the callers. The first caller, because you've been on here for a minute, man. 608-239, state your name. Where you calling from? Uh, hello? 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 State your, state your name. Where you calling from? We hear you. Okay. So I'm calling from, this is Miss Manifest. I'm calling from Beloit, Wisconsin. Okay. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I like the conversation that you was having. You said that it wasn't a poetry piece, but I was definitely, um, I was definitely understanding and feeling and vibing with everything that that you did say. It's a lot of things that um, that we don't take the time to think about um, rationally or fully through when dealing with relationships. So I just wanted to say that. <laughs> but um, the name of the poem that I want to do is called Niggas Like You. Ooh, I like that title. Come on with it. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, um, it says niggas like you. It be niggas like you that can turn pure into foul. You see, I felt it in my bowels when them lies, when them lies you cried out your mouth and told you not to tamper with my feelings. It's still dealings on your part. And, and that if you couldn't, that if you couldn't run the race, that you shouldn't even start. Instead of instead of letting you inside, I should have shielded my heart. I won't be less emotionally unbalanced. I haven't fallen apart. Instead, I've learned and grown in ways you'll never know. You gave me examples. You gave examples to me, and then you even proved them. So, niggas like you, niggas like you. To say the least, you took advantage of a beautiful soul. No. No more surrender of this tender, beating heart, and please disown. You violated, perpetrated, and you know you did that wrong. What did I do to deserve this? I thought I gave you perfect service, but on the surface, it was you who didn't deserve this. Confusion about who or what I am, but my love has changed. Rolling in my feelings. Intimacy is ending. This I do proclaim. Niggas like you. Niggas like you. You can't put into practice what you preach. 
because what you preach, you don't mean. <laughs> Letting your conditioning push me from you, and that's really cutting me deep. And niggas like you, niggas like you. That's that one. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Yeah, so I, I, I got to say this because I love what you said to Nina because even though her piece was not a poem, her piece was her piece. In order right. for us to have peace of mind, we have to take our power back, and I feel like you did that with your poem. So I hope that yeah. you feel like you freed yourself because as far as I'm concerned, even if you never had that conversation with him, you had it with us and you freed yourself. I did. I did. I'm but, um, I, don't, I don't know how how tactile is, how, how, how much our phone lines is going off, but I'm definitely um, going to try to stay on the line in case y'all had time to squeeze some of the um, – some of us back in, and plus I just want to listen and see if I can relate to some of the other stuff that, you know, that people may be saying that I haven't took the time to take a look at. Um, it might be food for thought at this point. Absolutely, and we encourage that. And, and oftentimes, depending on the amount of cordless that we have towards the end of the show, we'll do a speed round. So by all means, hang out. Okay, Brother, I will definitely. This poetess. <laughs> Uh, Brother Omar. <laughs> oh, Ms. Nassis, how you doing? I'm blessed, Brother Omar. I'm good. Oh, thank you all. Yes, yeah. I just think uh, back what Gina Storm said. No woman should be to settle for a man who doesn't value and appreciate her. No woman right. should settle for a man who uh, doesn't respect her. Right. No man, no woman should settle for a man who is going to degrade her and, and uh, diminish her value and lower her self-esteem. So right. I encourage every single woman out there, if you you were with a, a man like uh, the late Kevin Samuels, <laughs> don't don't be don't be around a misogynist or or a chauvinist because I can't stand them type of brothers. I don't, I don't, because it is time for for the sisters to redefine what relationships are, and uh, it's time for women to reclaim their power and reclaim their respect, so. But what what happens, brother, oh, what happens when, um, what happens when it can be defined? What happened when a, when the woman can't define, or is oh, not allowed yeah, to define, yeah. or you know? Yeah, yeah. That that's that's where that's where it gets tricky. I you know. know it's, I know. It's just it's just, it just that just that even in the twenty first century, women still have to be degraded or treated lower than they are. But in my according to me. I treat women as equals regardless. I don't see okay. women as inferior to me. Okay. And uh and uh one of the pieces I just finished uh, covers that that same thing, women are considered to be my equals. I said they did that one tonight, but I'll do it next week on Voice Beyond the Ten. So okay. thank you for okay. thank you for coming coming on Ms. Manifest and sharing that with us and uh I'm going to turn you over to Nina for feedback. 
Okay. I'm ready. Um, mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Um, that piece was, 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 yeah, that was, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, y'all know how I get speechless. I'm speechless again. I am. That was, uh, so flattering to me, though, that, you know, because y'all, I mean, I don't, feel, I feel like I'm local and I feel like, you know, like y'all the stars, you know, so like when I get that type of feedback from you, like that's something that, that I wrote. Lest you speak with you don't know how flattering that is to me. Oh yeah, it definitely left me speechless. I ain't got all I got to say is job well done and powerful. That's all. That's all oh, I got for you. you. Thank you. You so are much. so welcome. You are so welcome. You are so welcome, brother Black Ice. What you got for? Her? Brother Black Ice. Did he mute himself? I don't know, but he ain't got nothing for me. <laughs> okay, well, we are going to come back to Brother Black Eyes. Um, well, thank you, sister, so much for calling. We do appreciate it. We're here each and every Monday night. So you in Wisconsin, what time, well, what time zone are you in? What time zone are you in? It's 8.25 here. Okay, so it's Central. Okay, yeah, so we're here at 8 o'clock every, every Monday. Okay. Yeah. Make, sure you, make, sure, Monday. make sure you tune in next Monday because I'll be celebrating my birthday. So, yeah. Oh, yes. Call Most me definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you call the first time, you a guest, but the second time, you when you call next Monday, we're going to induct you into the family. So, you're going to be first cub <laughs> for next week. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm talking about. Put me out there then. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna let y'all get back to the set. So I'm just gonna sit back and listen and bask in the glory of being a part of the family and yeah, just listen to everything else. Well, God bless you, sister. Thank you again, babe, for calling in. You're welcome. welcome. We're gonna get to the next caller, which is three four six four zero two. State your name and where you're calling from. Hi, this is yours truly. From Houston, ah, Texas. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing well. How are y'all? We are blessed. We really are. We are great, man. Ooh, we ain't heard from you in a long time. How you been, man? You been okay? Yeah, I've been just trying to do my own thing, getting stuff together here in Houston. I got a, um my first production on Friday. So I've just been working. Wow. Working nice. for yourself is still slave labor. I know, right? I know. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. We are so glad to hear from you. What you got for us tonight? Yeah, you should have some backed up stuff for us. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, let me see. I don't know if y'all mm. heard this one yet. Um. All my life, my eye color has been a distraction from who I am. Don't understand if it's the glimmer of gold that grabs hold of souls, making ladies believe in make-believe, possibly perceive me as being their unharming Prince Charming, coming to rescue them from their deepest insecurities and darkest desire-driven demons, desperately determined to ride shotguns to happily ever after, or how at night the light green causes envy upon kings. 
thinking the poems in which I share are the aphrodisiac for a square, envisioning, captivating, and capturing their queen, forgetting to give me the opportunity to, to declare me being just like them, and that their view is not in my plan, merely just a brown, broken, bony, battered man with a huge hole in my side, disproportionate in size, and these hazel eyes in no way describe what lies inside or properly depicts the proper picture for who I am, precisely why you can't judge a book by its binding. Most hard covers are not indicative to their soft passages. Dive deeper to determine their divine. Siphon the sultry sediments and sentiments. Each sentence insinuates, appreciate the fact that the cover alone is the hard part. Then once you get past the start, then the rest becomes easy and open for your delight. Might just be the thirst quencher your mind's been starving for. You intake different lessons from his blessings, from the little engine that could to the art of war, but just by relying on the before, well, then you only notice the smiling, smooth-sailing blue train, but not how the author listed is really just a pen name covering over something that your eyes can't see, expecting it to be okay for now, not envisioning that the story somehow become this timeless masterpiece that the rest of society tells to their babies, children's kids, because the truth is the good stuff doesn't start till, well, spoiler, Thomas's battle uphill. He'd say his mountain to climb that the picture you see in front of you is just a cover, the good side of a hurting train trudging along in pain, wishing someone would offer a system of assistance when he was afraid and alone, listen to their own steady moans of their cardiac muscle and not just stop at the texture of the breastbone. Then push, pull, shove, tug, light my internal embers, do what it takes to render aid. Just please don't beat me. I'm not sure I could take that and still stay on track. I mean, Thomas, but if I'm being honest, my people peepers can't tell me what's over the rainbow, and I don't want to keep going, but I'm scared to stay where I've arrived and slowly inscribe what it is to become more than just dead on the inside. Solo logo, the next cover photo for Lord of the Flies. Instead, I keep smiling, planning on arriving to that place where my mama's words ring true, that one day my face will get stuck like this, and I'm not just blowing smoke. Even though my best poem might be blue, please see through my soul's windows, past the light brown, dark gray, and the green, to the being trying to enjoy being, even if it seems the hottest thing as my self-esteem, it's really just my dust jacket keeping me safe, even from the ones in my circle, knowing they'll realize I'm not black nor blue. I'm really the color purple because I stay being beat. And I, too, have caused my own share of tears from those that truly wanted to know truly and read between the lines over the years, but in the end was silent. And after a certain stage, they just turned the page away from my struggling part, or put me back on the shelf for someone else to leave their mark. Subsequently, I've learned it's so much quicker to just start and end with King Moby Richard rather than you see me as a prince be pauper pretending to be royal, knowing clean water and dirty oil is this terrible tonic-like mixture, so don't see me as this picture of perfection, nor joke, cliche quote, or footnote, merely a vessel sent at you to bless you, affirming and determined, all because I think I can but not through your own brown, black, green, or blue should you see me, but through God's eyes are how you're to determine the true worth of a man. In peace. Yours truly, it's been a minute. I'm glad that you're back. Um, your pen is on fire <laughs> as usual. <laughs> I, I'm not even a little surprised. I'm right where I thought I would be after I heard a piece from you. It's refreshing. Oh, um, your perspective is wonderful. You, like Brother O, um, lead us to believe in the, the fact that there are still good men. 
and it may be hard to see in our day-to-day, but we got brothers out here that's picking their pins up and speaking out against the atrocities that um, take place in these romantic, I'm going to call them entanglements because they're not always relationships. Sometimes there's a situationship and you don't even realize it. So the beauty of it is I thank God for you and for all. And for all of the poets who who know how to be stand-up guys, and I love you for that, and I'm so glad that you came. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're very welcome. And I'm looking forward to hearing how um, next Monday how your event on Friday goes. I wish, I promise you I wish I could be in Houston so that I could be there as well. So no, you don't. I, I promise you, you don't. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yours truly. I love you with every part of my being, sir. Love you, too. <laughs> You're welcome. Brother, oh, what you got for yours truly from Houston? That was, a, that was a wonderful piece you wrote, giving your perspective of uh, a brother who's experienced uh, a lot through his difficult relationships, and uh, yet he still, he still showed class and care that that's what it's all about. And... Uh, it just goes to show that seen the storm said earlier, there are guys like us who guys like us who pick up our pins and encourage women and uh and said said give a uh, give a, a male perspective on relationships which is positive. So thank you for sharing that with us tonight. Of course. Thank you, brother. No problem. Nina, what do you have for yours truly? Man, my God, my God, my God. I'm over here shaking. Y'all gonna stop making me speechless again tonight. God dang. Everything I just said to them, I don't even know if you was on the line, if you heard anything that I just said about my, you know, people that I know that's settling for relationships, how you got to get out your own way, how you got to remove yourself from nobody that's that's not trying to be a part of your growth or just steady negative. And I just was saying all that to them. And I swear to God, everything that you said uh, in your piece, I just (laughs) said it. So for everybody on the line that heard what I said earlier, he just put confirmation on everything I just said. And I don't, like I said, I don't even think you was on the line or heard what I said, but you just, like you just piggybacked off of me and backed up what I just said. Man, that's what you said from a man's point of view. And it is so many good guys out here. It is, but it's a shame sometimes the, the nothing ones that ain't on nothing kind of take away from y'all you know yep. what i mean because they've been uh, hurt somebody yes, to the core so hard and so bad till it's the point to you don't even want to take a chance on love no more but just, just like i said you got to realize that what you was in was not love at all so yep. you still ain't never experienced love before when you do you will know you will know so i thank you for that peace i thank you for piggybacking off of me God is good, man. Like Gina said, I love you so much. You just brought it home. Love Thank you, you so yeah. much. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> you already know. Mr. Ice, are you back on the line yet? Okay, I'm checking to see what's my brother on. Yeah, but I'm just listening. I'm, I'm just listening. I'm on the line. I'm on the line. I'm just listening. I'm not coming. You know, I'm at work right now. Uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, just do your thing. I did hit a piece, though. It was a very hot piece. 
Um, I know how, how how y'all brothers with the hazel eyes are. You know what I'm saying? With the women, women be falling over y'all and everything. But uh, man, your piece was definitely hot, man. Your lyrical skill and capability, metaphor, similes was definitely definitely needed in your piece. And um, I I definitely like to check you out live on stage. So um, before we go to the next caller, go ahead and give people your info uh, where they they can go check out more about you. And then I know we got some other callers on, so we're going to go ahead and move this train because it's already 835. We got Amara on the line. We got some other folks on the line that we got to get on. So um, go ahead and give people your information right quick, and then we're going to turn it right over to Nina Purple Rain, and we're going to keep it moving. Ten four. Y'all can always follow me at Yours Truly Poetry on all platforms. That's Y-U-R-Z-T-R-U-L-Y-P-O-E-T-R-Y. Uh, yours truly, poetry. Thank y'all so much, and uh, I'll be on tune in. Thank y'all. Thank you, brother. Love you so much, man. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Yeah, guys, that's yours truly. He is a force to be reckoned with. I'm trying to tell you something. Every time that man come on here, he he lay it down. <laughs> He's probably one of the best features we ever had. <laughs> Woo, never forget it. Anyway, um, we're gonna get to the next caller online. Next caller online, three two three three five two. State your name, where you coming from? Sincere from Los Angeles. I can't help you. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, Sincere from Los Angeles. I was about to say, oh, you gonna call on this man? You gonna help us? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't help you. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I just had to get that one now. You just made my day. You just made me laugh. How you doing, sincere? I'm I'm doing well. A few uh, last couple of weeks uh um been cut off short. So, but let me get this because you guys got a lot of callers. So let me get in and get out. Okay, flowing my choice. I wonder if I wonder if anyone who's homeless thinks about if I ate today. I wonder if money will kill us all from our own ancestors' blood and tears to be equal in the society. I wonder if you really think of your point of view stops me from eating and working on myself when hell has unleashed her or his bitch on my shadow during the daylight hours. Just look what happened in Buffalo. That happened in the daylight hours. I wonder if you think about if I have enough money to pay all my apologies and addresses for affections and affections. If is her key to damnation. I wonder if you think I would die if you don't like me and or I'm no use to you because I don't do for you. Think about the last one whenever you think I give two rats ass about it. I wonder if you think my poetry isn't powerful enough to be mentioned with the rest of the poetry community. Power 7, who holds ranks above the normal norms of scribe and writing to appease the said mantra, ego bedwinch. I wonder if the world ends today, would you speak to me then when we're all in line to meet Ishua and his family, whose judgment is keen to the final judge's orders. Elohim is the last judge through the Holy Spirit by way of the son orders mercy through his mother's grace. I wonder if all religion man-made will be judged for pimping the Bible for power and greed just to hold a flock under the wings of redefining his or their words that cannot be altered from mere pleasures. I wonder if that's that piece, Los Angeles, sincere. from Los Angeles, my twin. I'm so glad that you made it into the queue this evening, sir. Uh, thanks for having me. Your poetry is always poignant and necessary, and um, you always make your points very clear and concise, and you did that 
as well this evening. So I'm just pleased to have been here to hear it. You know Thank that you so I'm, much, Lynn. is God, so no matter what it is that people are saying about you, it don't even matter. I appreciate that. Humbled. Absolutely. Brother, oh, what you got for our brother Sincere? Uh, it, it, it just, uh, just bothers my blows on mind that poetry is uh, defined by certain people as you got to do it a certain way. You got to be this type of poet. I say that, that be yourself. I say that, that poetry is the reflection of your life. And uh, everybody's not going to receive your message. Everybody's not going to like how you, your case, everybody's not going to like how you present it because people are fickle like that and uh, not everybody's cup of tea. But what I I strive to, strive to do is always about the message. And once somebody, this is to your message, you don't, Reach, reach, done your job, brother. I don't care about what the pe- people think about your style. You got your own style. You keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate that. I'm humble. Well, sincere. Nina, what do you have for our brother, sincere? So, um, hold on a second. So, um, poetry, the poetry scene is so bent, hell bent on being cold clickish and cutthroat till it's just not even funny anymore it's like you know some people make you feel bad for doing your poetry some people don't say some cold shit to people that made them cry made them feel bad they don't even want to do poetry no more you have to be careful what you say to people you have to be careful what you say to people and you have to be careful for what you treat people because everybody around here coordinating everybody they think they so cold so cold, so this, so that, that you think it gives you an excuse and it gives you the right to shut another poet down because you think you're so cold. Not everybody can deliver like you. Not everybody can write like you. Not everybody got bars, so to speak, like you. So don't put another person down because they not a poet like you supposed to be. So let me, I, I just, man, that piece just took me there for a minute. I'm sorry. No, I appreciate y'all. that. That's what it's meant for. So I appreciate that to have conversation. I, I I I'm sorry. I went there, but um, yeah, that was that was that was that was that was nice. And in doing that, you know what I mean. And doing that, I'm going to what I'm going to do. Sincere is I'm gonna have brother Black Ice piggyback after you from you and continue what i was just saying he got a piece about it and it's called dope ass poet and i would really love it brother if you can bless everybody online with that true story ass piece this piece goes out to the dope poets this piece goes out to the dope poets the poets who influence inspire the ones who kindle that fire inside of those aspiring poets sitting in the front row who really want to know and learn how to get better. They just want to touch the hem of your sweater thinking that somehow some of that dopeness just might rub off on them. I'm talking about those anointed poets, those poets who make words bend, those poets who literally have made metaphors and similes their friends. They are some of the most dopest 
Yeah, some of the most dopest, most fucked up people you will ever meet in your life. And oh yeah, you can write, stand on stage and recite, but the question is, why don't your poetry and your stage persona match your real life? These be some of the most dopest, lyrical, no car having, bus catching, can I catch a ride home from the set, broke ass poets. But you're so dope. And... You're an incredible speaker. So dope like you took a hit off your own bullshit. Now you can't support nobody's set unless you're the feature. And you have the nerve to tell other poets whether they are good enough or whether or not they have good skills. I've talked to some of those poets, and guess what? They don't do poetry no more. You've discouraged them. Don't you realize how many poetry dreams you've killed? Who made you a god or goddess amongst men? Fuck your opinion and your pen. You so dope, though. But if you so dope, then why you so broke? Oh, I get it. You want a successful poetry career. That means you want us responsible poets who go to work every day and bust our ass to support your poetry career. We buy your books and your CDs. Well, maybe now you are MP3s. But you don't even reciprocate the same love. You ain't brought shit from me or us. Now, I don't mean to make a fuss, but this must be discussed. Everyone wasn't gifted to be an entertainer, to be a performer or lyrical. Words are spirit, so poetry was meant to be spiritual. I ain't talking about religion made by men. I'm talking about a way of touching people without using your hands. Last but not least, y'all got to get better too. Y'all the ones that put these poets on these pedestals. So who's really wrong? How in the hell do you value their opinion of you more than you value your own? But they so dope. Dope poets with dope words. Y'all be the dopest dream killers that I ever, ever heard. You the dopest. <laughs> the line dopest dream killers is the one that got me more than anything. And not supporting other poets, then that means that you're less than and not greater. So I don't know where that attitude came from, but I know that it does exist. So I feel that. I feel that to my core. Thank you, Black Guys. Brother, oh, what you got for our CEO? Well, well, Black Guys was spitting that poem. It kind of took me back to a, there was a fellow poor newcomer, a sister who, uh, a sister by the name of Brandy. It's my time. She was, she, she posted something last week. Last week about one of the one of the quit poetry, one of the stop doing poetry because people then people were criticizing the style of poetry. They and I reminded the sister they did the same thing to me twelve years ago, saying I wasn't this, I wasn't that. Forget that. I'm gonna be who I am. I got my own style, and I ain't changed for nobody. And I and I uh, posted a Facebook video last week responding to that. And I sent it to her, and uh, because of that, he's going to continue on doing poetry. I told him, don't stop from nobody. And I don't care what some poets think. I am who I am. And if you don't like my style, too bad, because I'm not like you. That's it. Anyway, what do you have for that, for that, for that, for that poem? Hey, I don't already said what I had to say. He just bagged me up and, and him and yours truly don't backed up what I don't say tonight. 
Hey, they don't say it. Both of them don't say it at all. I, I, hey, that, that was cold. And that's a true story because it's so many poets right now today saying, I don't want to do poetry no more. Why? Because such and such a so-and-so says such and such a so-and-so to me. Are you serious? Man, look, don't let nobody stop y'all dreams. Don't let nobody stop y'all got doggone dreams. Don't you do it. Everybody is different. Not everybody is the same. And we don't all do stuff the same way. You just do the best you that you can do. Don't you worry about nobody else. So at the end of the day, I just want to say, Ice, thank you so much for that piece, man. You hit it home. Sincere, you kicked it off. Y'all, y'all hit y'all hit it, uh knocked it out the ballpark with that one. Um so yeah. So but, we but I, I, I don't I don't want you to I, I don't want you to miss the last point though. The last point was saying that I blame you too, you know, those poets who allow that because you have put these poets on a pedestal and you have given them that reverence over you and, and those type Man. of things where their opinion really matters. You know, I, I never put myself in that type of lane where I let someone's opinion of me or thoughts of me um, shape and mold the direction that I wanted to move. You know what I'm saying? If anything, that just made me move harder in the lane that I was in. I always did my own thing in my own lane. I never really tried to go into somebody else's lane and, you know what I'm saying, do what they was doing or do their thing. You know what I'm saying? So we got to get better, too, and, and, and take some of that blame on ourselves, too. It's not just those poets. You know, they, they, they there, but you got to take some of the blame, too, that it matters to you so much. Why does it matter? to you so much what other people think of you. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I wanted to say. But go ahead. You can go ahead and go to the next call. Okay, 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 okay. That's because they've been to put they put, put them poets on the pedestal so much and they don't watch them so much and they trying to fit in. I guess be a part of their little clique or something. So sometimes you take your own self out your character just to please others. But anyway, we're going to get to the next caller online. Thank you guys for being so patient. I see you, 708-615. I see you guys. Uh, we're gonna get to the next caller. Um, Mr. Amin Ra, Mr. Amin Ra. Let's bring Brother Amin Ra to the line. Hello, check, check. One, two, microphone check. Can you hear me? <laughs> we hear you. How um, you doing? Can y'all hear me? We hear you loud and clear. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because you said mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm an MC before I'm anything. Microphone. How are you tonight? One, two, tasting, tasting. One, two, microphone. I'm blessed, sister. You know, uh, off and on is my pain becoming, you know, off and on. Uh, all right now, just a tiny bit of pain on the scale of one to ten. It's like a five, but I'm, a, I'm, a, you know, I'm a push through the night. Okay. Like I've been doing, you know, every other night. Uh. What's going on? Let me ask y'all a question. Was there a certain uh, theme that was already uh, uh -uh. shared amongst everybody? So it wasn't. No uh uh. Because mm -mm. okay. I'm hearing a. Uh, what I'm hearing is there's a certain subject that is continuing from different poets. You know what I'm saying? So I I ain't know if I'm supposed to come in on that subject or. You know, I'm just here to spit poetry. It's, it's like, I, you know, on, on line voices behind the pen. I was expecting to hear poetry, 
but I'm hearing more about how people feel about how people feel about their poetry. Am I am I mistaken for that? Am I no, we were just giving feedback off of off a piece. That's all. We were just giving feedback from one of the pieces. Oh, okay, okay. So mm-hmm. y'all judging people. Y'all judging people's poetry or critiquing people's poetry. Like every time somebody speaks, you say, how do you feel about that poet? So y'all critiquing the poetry. No, we just giving our our feedback, just giving our feedback to the uh, piece that you do. We're not judging anything. We're just giving, you spit a piece, we're going to comment on it, and that's it. Yeah. Tell you how dope it is, and we're going to move on. Okay, okay, and that, that's cool. That's cool. That's I'm just trying to really see what I'm doing. So, am I supposed to be critiquing the last person's poem? Uh-uh. You just do your piece. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll come back on that. Um. Okay. Let me let me do a piece. Let me do a piece. Because all I you know heard was critiquing a piece. It's like. It's like, uh, am I free to express myself? Is this cool? Is it safe so I can express myself? Go ahead, oh, spit your piece. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Spit your piece. Go ahead. Oh, so I can't express myself. Okay, this is a piece. okay, here's a piece. I'm in a strange entanglement with a girl named Payne. We've had this off and on relationship for a long time. Somehow, even though she always near, I never actually claimed her as mine. She's not one of my favorite or most desirable companions, but somehow finds her way to poke her nose in my business. Lately, I've seen her more times than I would like to, forcing me to choose that special someone kept me protected from her affliction. This special someone name is Ida B., also known as ibuprofen. She gave me hope when no one else could. The pain had a special way of getting me in my feelings, and she meant me no good. It all started way back when I was young. I began to develop these feelings for pain. It's hard to explain how she affected, how she traveled to places that hurt my body, my soul, and my brain. Over time, I would find out that I had a bulging disc poking against my nerve. I didn't deserve what was happening to me. But once I found out how pain began to hurt my well-being, I would call upon Ida B because she's my true queen. Ida B had class and style. She just had this way of making the pain go away, and that made me smile. But just like the stereotypes of black men dating games and challenges to be faithful, I cheated on Ida B with Kimora, also known as morphine. She had a way that made me feel special, secure, and grateful. When I think about the way pain affected my body in those early days, believe it or not, that was just the beginning of what would be a future relationship. Later on, I would find out that I had cancer, meaning there would be a pain and an uncomfortable arrangement that would affect the rest of my life, had me emotionally cold as ice. So when I met, so when my girl ibuprofen couldn't hold me down, I would dip off once in a while with morphine. She took her, she took, mm, she took her, me out on the town. 
Yes, Ida B knew about my relationship with Morphine. Even though Ida B was so reliable, my baby Kamora lasted longer, worked faster. And I like that about her sexy ass. Now look at me, my unfaithful, my unfaithful commitment, challenge self. Even though I love Kamora and Ida B, I still find others to invite to the party if they were cool and down. That drink in my glass made me happy. It took the pain away, especially when morphine was around. And for some strange reason, I'd be never got jealous. Had no problem with sharing me with morphine. She loved she loved me that much. She knew I had some habits and oftentimes had an itch and a scratch that required a special touch. She didn't mind sharing my bed with Kamara. She free-spirited that way. She loved to play as long as it kept that bitch pain away. So here I lay having an opiate menage in a love shack. After taking sips of wine, I lay on my back. I had to be in Kimura and I in a love triangle. As, pet, as the passionate flame of desire burns, having a good old time avoiding that bitch pain as marijuana looks on waiting her turn. End of that piece. Oh, brother. Yes, sir. I'm going to start with this. It's Gina Storm. Um, I was diagnosed with lupus at 27. May is Lupus Awareness Month. A lot of times people don't even realize the amount of pain that I'm in from one day to the next. I don't complain about it. I just cope with it. Um, I don't have a relationship with ibuprofen or morphine. But me and Mary Jane have had a relationship for as long as I've known pain. And if it was not for her, I wouldn't still be here today. I probably would have succumbed to the pain and would have just balled up in the fetal position and passed away. So I can salute that your pain, your struggle, your pain, and what you've been through. Although I've never been diagnosed with cancer, I do have other things in my body that make me every day search for the answers as to how I'm going to make it until the next day. Yet over and over again, I do it repeatedly, and that's just what we have to do. We're not just poets. We're also human beings. So I want to thank you for showing me a different way of expressing how one can get through day-to-day struggles, especially when it comes to ongoing pain from head to toe and survive. And the fact that you made both ibuprofen and morphine women that you were in a relationship with, that was very ingenious, and I salute that. Thank you. Uh... It's a poem, it's a, and it's, it's a comedic poem. It's meant to, it's a true story, but it's, it's a comedic poem. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm not addicted to, to No, 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 no. And, and it was completely understood. Yeah. But it was also, yeah. they were also coping mechanisms. So you did what you had to do to move forward, and I salute yeah. that. Yeah. You continue to do yeah, what you I, have to manage your pain I, to the best of your ability. Yeah, I was hoping just to be, you know, critiqued on a poem, but in real life. Uh, you know, just follow the doctor's advice. You know, I, I when I was writing that, I was worried about how people would take that. You know what I'm saying? Well received. Because uh, I didn't, I didn't want people to think that I'm in love actually with all. the drug. Yeah. That's <laughs> not what I took but away I'm, at all. I got to see what Brother O had to say because you know we love his feedback. Thank you so much, Ryan. Um. That was good, bro. How you doing? Well, brother O. 
I'm doing good, man. You know, you that poem was descriptive of the struggles of many people who uh, are addicted to painkillers in real life or use alcohol to numb the pain that they that they endure every day with the physical, psychological, or emotional pain, brother. It it just it just goes to show that you uh uh, I eat the morphine and the ibuprofen as women. Yeah, a lot of people are digging opioids and sitting on all that stuff. That's why I don't. That's why I never like taking painkillers because they're addictive. Yeah, and you heard yeah. stories about professional addicts addicted to painkillers and all that stuff and using marijuana to numb it. Which yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that yeah. that was pretty that was, that was descriptive of, of the yeah. struggles of people who have addictions to painkillers or any other type of drug like alcohol and things like that. That was that was pretty good. That was really yeah, good. Yeah, I was just trying sometimes, you know, if you follow any of my poems and throughout my uh career, you know like I have a giant amount and all my metaphor Connections, creating stories. Yeah. You know, if you follow my career, my miseducation. You know, uh, I use sexual things, create an erotic poem, and, and uh, use school subjects, sort of thing. So it was still following tradition. Let me. Uh, I, I want to critique a poem that I heard. Uh, ice, black ice. I'm about to call you ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> People who don't know, but you know, will get that. But uh. His poem about dope poets. I wish that I wish there was like a the poetry community had a therapist that they could talk to, because not only from his poem, the other poems are that I was hearing, I hear a lot of pain, I hear a lot of uh, resentment and whatever, and be, based upon people that y'all call dope poets and how they treat other people. I heard that in various different points. I'm sure you all was listening to all that. And I found that interesting because I had a conversation with Black Ice, and you told me my career was on the decline. And I and you used the metaphor as of a mountain, and you said if you look at a mountain, it has a zenith, and it goes up one level, then you see uh, it going down another level. And you said that my career was on a decline, and I was going down. And I was trying to ask, <laughs> what matrix system are you using to critique and judge my career? But you got a poem about dope poets and, <laughs> and how they feel about other people's poetry. You know, it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's like the matrix or something. It's like like. People hate a certain thing that people do, but then they end up doing what they hate. And I was like, why? I was still trying to figure out why my career was on the decline, you know, and I asked who's, you know, going up. <laughs> and he found a certain era. He said the Giovanni's era and who was being featured in Giovanni's, which I was featured many times at Giovanni's, and I won many slams at Giovanni's. And, you know, then he said it's not about skill. It's about something. Well, I'm so sorry for having skill. 
I think all the other dope poets who critique and everybody else poem, they're forgiving them for having skill. Forgive them. I have a lady who checked me because she has a degree in poetry. It, it's, it's people who actually go to school and get, you know, degrees for English and for poetry. And so if they if they critiqued my style or anybody else's style, they have an educational background to do that. So there is a a, a metric system to judge, but in spoken word, that is a different uh, it's a different world, you know. And I think that's another problem wow. that people who are who are poets are judging people with spoken word uh, uh, qualities. But anyway, I'm gonna leave that alone. Y'all be peaceful. <laughs> yeah, we uh we 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 uh are not on here to judge anybody. We not on here to make anybody feel bad or you know nothing like that. You know, it's not it's not about censorship or nothing like that. When you call on voices behind the pins, we're gonna let you you know get your your peace out. We're gonna let you do your peace. We're gonna let you get your feedback, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not here, we're not here to disrespect anybody or, like you say, or hate on anybody or make nobody feel bad. We're not on that. We're just trying to uh, have an open mic live show where everybody do their thing, mm-hmm. and we, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we we give feedback on the piece, and that's it. We move on. So at the end of the day, though. That was a that was a hot piece. Uh, it was hot. Um, you know, I already know. I think you're a genius. So that was really cool how you did that. Um, so yeah. So thank you so much thank for you. calling, my brother. I'll be calling you later. Okay. <laughs> Is that cool? <laughs> okay. So we're gonna get back to the callers, guys. I see y'all. Y'all being so patient. I see you. I see you. I see you. Seven seven three seven zero eight six one five. I see you guys. Um, thank you for being so patient. So we're gonna get to the next caller while we're here. Seven zero eight six five four. Okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Hey y'all, I'm sorry. I'm uh, I gotta take a, a shot and shit. I hate this shit, but I gotta take a shot right quick. Um, it's to stop me from getting blood. That shot to stop you from getting blood clots and shit. But uh, okay. Just that's important. Please, uh, Hello. Please. Hello. That's important. Seven zero eight six five four. Uh, state your name. Where yes, you calling? Yes. Hi. This Chi Chi. You ready? Okay. What you got for us, Chi Chi? I decided I'm gonna do a heartfelt man. Okay. Find them. I think I can. Not only touch me, but hold my hand. Make a plan, make a stand, be a man. Even a married man makes his wife delight. Wondering eyes won't take a flight. Loyal to the end, true essence of a friend. Lover, recover, restore, discover. She has the medicine that he needs. Man caring about what's on her mind. Heartfelt man is sharing and caring about his wife in peace. 
Hatichi is Gina Storm. I got to say this, sis. The thing that I love about you the most is you like to drive home a point with the minimum amount of words used. You literally don't have to do a long piece to make sure that we know where you're at and how you feel. I love that about you. Your Thank you. Niceness is the bomb, like for real. I feel like sometimes I rattle on and you do not ever. You always go straight <laughs> to the meat and potatoes of it. So I salute that and I always have and I just love you. I love your pen and I love your support. Thank you. I love you too. So much. You were wonderful. Brother, oh, what you got for Chi Chi? Because you know if she can make it, she will be here. Yes, most definitely. One of our was Laura's supporters. That was a beautiful poem. Uh, that was it was beautiful. And every everybody deserves somebody that will treat them special. Somebody deserves somebody. Everybody deserves somebody that will love them for who they are. Well, well written and well written and uh, it was really refreshing to see to see the positive the positive side of love for change. Thank you. You're welcome, brother. Anyway, what you have for Chi-Chi? Nothing but short, sweet, and to the point. Short, sweet, and to the point. Thank you so much, Chi-Chi, for calling in. I love it. Okay, you're welcome. I love it. Your piece is for real. Your piece be, your piece be like <laughs> Short and sweet, Chi-Chi, like for real, for real. Chi-Chi, like I ain't, finna, I ain't finna keep going on with this piece. They got it. That's it. And that's that. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Chi-Chi. Thank you so much for calling in. Okay. I love you, too. So much, sweetheart. We almost winding down to the end, guys. Oh, my God. Every time I pick something up, I'm grumpy. We almost winding down to the end. Thank you so much, Chi-Chi. Guys, that was Chi-Chi calling in with her piece. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to keep it moving. We got one more caller left. Uh, 615-448, state your name and where you are calling from. Double 34 Music, Hendersonville, Tennessee. Got a question to ask you, Miss Nina. What's, my, what's the question? I swear I got an answer. What is it? <laughs> Were you were you actually writing the next poem that I'm trying to come up with? When? Why? What happened? <laughs> with um, what you said about you know about being yourself. You know what? I was giving you, you know, the the the, uh, the blueprint, so you could just take it and roll with it. That's what I was doing. I was giving you the blueprint. Okay, because you must be reading my mind. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Thank you for your inspiration. Hey, you're so welcome. Okay, so I don't want to hold you long because, first off, I'm married anyway, so I'm not getting in trouble. Um, anyway, I got a piece called Dirty, whenever you're ready. Blowing the mic is yours. Thank you. Dirty. I will not be victimized or minimized by how you criticize me for not giving in to the lies. Keep your distance and show that same energy, whether it's friends or family. You're not offending me in efforts to pretend to be caring for me anyway. 
I let the chips fall where they may, but ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? If so, go ahead. Make my day. Try to convince me that it works and there's no changes to your DNA. You call me dirty, a scourge to the earth. You say that I'm to blame for how sick the world is because I refuse to remain its servant, purchase, slaving on the job, realizing I have a purpose. My body is my temple. It's God, not the government that I worship. You believe the numbers the media says? Wait a minute. Here's a commercial paid for by Big Pharma. Ask your doctor if this works for you. Side effects blurred out in turbo speed. In the ozone, so happy people dancing in a circle. While hospitals are short-staffed, as well as where I was fired from, nursing homes. 30 years I acquiesced, watched the cracks of your ass. And this is the mother-freaking thanks I get? Just a minute ago, I was celebrated as a frontline hero. Now I'm zero dark 30, told I can't work here because you think I'm dirty. As you take more shots than James Harden in the playoffs for Philadelphia, show some respect, says your president. And I said to hell with him. I'm not of this world anyway. So this topic's irrelevant. Listening to all the rumors in a Timex social club full of jealousy in Club Nouveau where you know I'm separate and independent of thought, injection fellas. Like I'm the bass voice in the group Boys to Men, I said hell to the gnaw. While the government gnaws and gnashes their teeth because their plans have been revealed and I see their cavities, I'm that pain that want to get rid of. And they want to depopulate and decapitate. A man who won't cooperate, treated like a terrorist because I tell you this, I'm perceived. And deemed enemy of the state, I must be a legend. Because even free will won't slap my face. I walk the narrow road with natural immunity to confuse your foolish heart. That's a Steve Perry reference, and I'm on a journey with open arms, knowing I'll be all right without you, not caring who's crying now. These comments, take them any way you want it. I'm going to stay faithfully, walking in these separate ways through God's gates as I pay the bill and let that old faucet drip, because a man's got to know his limitations. In peace. Ferguson, CW 34 Music, my big brother Dexter. Woo! Once again, you, you understood the assignment. So, <laughs> all I can say is I'm glad that you made it in queue in time so that you could share that with us because it was necessary. Uh, DD, thank you very much. Even though the lab is down for right now, we'll talk about that. We're going to see what we can do to fix that, absolutely. Oh, yeah, we're going to fix that eventually. Thank oh yeah. On that. Love you so much. Love your poetry. Love your pen. Love your support. Glad that you made it into queue this evening. Just glad to always have you. Your voice is welcomed always. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Brother Omar Gatling, what do you have for Clarence Ferguson? Yeah, that was a that was a, a eloquent poem about um you touched on many, many things, brother. But the main thing I got is that uh, is uh, 
we as human beings have our limitations and we know we have limits to our patience. We have limits, limits to what we, what we're going to put up with limits, what we're going to take from people. You know, it's up to you to, to know when to step back. These people are going to throw, throw darts at you. You're going to take it, you know, and uh, the people just, wow. The, the poem itself was 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 awesome. Use a lot of uh, popular culture. Use a lot of use a lot lot of good stuff, man. C double thirty four. You like one of the poets that I appreciate listening to because you bring it. You bring the truth and you're unapologetic about it. Mm-hmm. And you just just you you your unique self. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. And um, Brother O, I want to hear you say you're on point five. That's what I want to hear from you. Can you say that? I'm on point five. See? See? Did I get see, it right? See? See? You should have been in Tribe Called Quest. That's that's all I got to say. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> that's actually one of my favorite old school rap groups, Tribe Called Quest. They always brought the truth. That's why I love love uh, old school hip hop music. It was the truth. There was a message behind it, man, brother. Always a powerful message. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's what your poor. That's what your poetry is. A mad powerful message. You're not about you. Just, you can you can uh, rhyme all day, but to me, it's all about the message. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Anyway, what do you have for the C double thirty four just brings it in his own way? Hey, excuse me, y'all. <laughs> I'm trying to eat. Hey, you, you just like brother O said. I picky. I, I honestly agree with everything that Gina and and brother O said. You all, oh, you so doggone ingenious. I, I just love how you. Like I say, you, you, the messages that you bring are so powerful, and uh, we miss you. And it's always a pleasure to hear from you, brother. And I can't wait till you able to get back in that lab. But well, yeah, God, yeah, God bless. We love you. Thank you for calling in. Hey, thank you, Sister Nina. I love you, and I thank you all for having me in. Y'all have a good night. You too. Thank you. Your, I got your copy over here. Quit playing. We're going to get to the next caller while we're here. Uh, 347301. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hi, guys. This is your Onyx Wave. Hi, Onyx Wave. How are you? I'm great. I ran away from a class to come and join you guys. I've been trying to do that, you know? So um, before I go in, I just wanted to say, there, a poem is a poet's contribution to the world, so we shouldn't be tearing each other down. That's a critique, yes, but don't tear down a person. So I'm going to do a piece. Okay? No, whenever you're ready, baby, throw the mic to yours. Good. Cat calls, rubbing your balls. Better look where you're walking or you may fall in a ditch. Did I just hear you call me a bitch? What a shame. That ain't my name. First date, you're late. Yes, eyes are focused on my chest. 
damn sickness, you fine, just like this glass of wine. Feels like I am on the menu. With your behavior, this meal you'll never savor. In the crowded elevator, you pinch my backside and breathe your carbon dioxide that travels down my spine and makes me clench my teeth and grind. Sitting on a train, looking at the wet window pane from the corner of my eye, here you come, invade my serenity with an unwelcome hi. My nonverbal response clearly conveys to you, goodbye. Your predator instincts make you think you're entitled to the spray. Not today. At the beach in my bikini, you had to hone in on me, half-naked fella, whose view of his toes and the earth is obstructed by his own girth. He offers to share his umbrella. <laughs> to him, I must be Rihanna. Makes a carnal gesture to rub my skin, all the while with a devious grin, offering me a drink from his glass, his eyes permanently fixed on my ass, undressing me publicly a favorite activity of the heterosexual male with his cat calls while rubbing his balls. Look where you're walking. You might just fall in a ditch. And my name ain't bitch. End peace. Oh, I'm swayed. Girl, you better spit that. My favorite thing was he offered me his umbrella. Who do you think I am, Mariana? I'm done. That's it. I don't need anything else. <laughs> that was dope. Thank you. I in that piece. I'm so glad you made it in this evening. I needed that in my life. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Brother Oh, what do you have for this amazing poetess with that amazing Caribbean accent? You know, that that poem, well, I, I enjoy listening to it because there are a lot of men, my sisters, that still think with their, uh, their head below the waist still, trying to impress a woman by his prowess, sexual prowess, his uh, charisma, his sexuality. It's not all of that. You know, my thing is you treat a woman with respect. You don't, you don't, you don't address her as a B word or whatever. Because, you know... A lot of people don't know this, but all of us on this planet came from a woman. All of us were born out, born, a woman carried us for nine months and gave birth to us. So how, so how in the hell are you going to, how are you going to degrade it like that? Look, focus in, in on the physical attributes. Focus on the mental attributes too. Focus on the intelligence. In addition to a beautiful body, it's not all about the outer appearance. It's about the inner appearance. So thank you, we, thank you, brother. We, so, thank you. so we as brothers have to do have to do better. We need to start thinking with the head above our waist, not below it. That's what you were thank trying you. to say in that conveying that poem, and I appreciate that as a as a man. I appreciate. You speak in your peace. Thank you very much, brother. You're welcome. Nina, what do you have for our, for our sister on his way? <laughs> I had to make sure I was on mute. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you something. Woo! Baby, that A. 
speechless number three, y'all. I'm speechless, speechless number three. All I'm gonna say is job well done. Thank you for speaking to the sisters, brother. Oh, thank you for your feedback because we need feedback like that and we need pieces like that. So y'all two are just collaborating on some powerful stuff together. And uh, man, I appreciate that. Thank you, sis. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the forum. Oh my God, I so love you. Black Eyes, you got something you want to say on its way? Okay, maybe he muted himself. But thank you so much, sis, for calling in. We love you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ooh, that was Onyx Wave, y'all. She always bring the heat. Our pieces be like right on time. I don't even think she was on the line for everything we heard, but see how everything is fitting in. Like all the puzzle pieces are fitting together tonight. I don't even know if any of y'all even realize that what's going on on this line tonight. But man, God works in mysterious ways. I swear he does. So we're going to get to, are we? Okay, that's it. Okay, we're going to get to the last caller and then we're going to get ready to get up out of here. 773808. State your name. Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Brother Duncan. How y'all doing today? What's going on, Brother Duncan? How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I was just listening in and listening to part of the mm -hmm. poetry from the different uh, uh, artists. And uh, I was looking at a Black History clip of a DVD the other day. And it was mentioning about uh, Paul Lawrence Dunbar, the historical poet. But poetry is so great and so uh, cultured and uh, pitches, uh, makes such a, a wonderful tapestry of words today and expression. You know, I just feel that, you know, the history maker like Paul Lawrence Dunbar was like one that made history, but it was made history because it wasn't as much opportunity to speak your mind and your words when he was coming up, you know. You know, he was uh, a poet during a time when we was being lynched and going through a whole different struggle. So we have to ex we have to understand the freedom and the greatness of the ability to express today. I just appreciate that and appreciate all the poets that came on the line and. May God bless them and may they continue to speak from the heart and give a new vision to whatever mind is listening. Hey, Amen. That was cool. Thank you, uh, Brother Duncan. Appreciate that. Appreciate that feedback. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um. All right, guys, we are going to get to our last caller on the line. Let's give it up, guys, for Brother Daryl, the real deal. What's going on, Daryl? How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And just glad to still be here in the land of the living. I can't complain. Hey, you better not complain because ain't nobody going to listen. Yeah, and no, I think it's an insult to complain because... I'm, I, I just count my blessings all the time, and it's always some I'm blessed for. I'm just just the talk to hear. All of them is blessings, you know. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. 
That is cool. So I cannot wait to hear you. What you got hot for us tonight? Well, I just got in late, and I wanted to see what y'all was saying mostly. And I don't know what y'all was saying about the woman, black woman, or spiritual. So um, what I had was going to share was just, it was titled Family Togetherness because, and I wanted to share that. Okay. And it goes like this. Family togetherness is the solution to a lot of problems that we face. Family togetherness has the power to change the whole human race. See, family togetherness can make all the difference in the life of a child. So it can determine which direction they would take, a more obedient one or wow. See, a child needs love and guidance to help show them the way. And without that family togetherness structure, they would be vulnerable to go astray. Now, family togetherness is never easy. But it is worth the while because whenever family is close togetherness, you always have a reason to smile because you are doing something family-wise that can bring the world together in unity. You are setting an example for other families in our community. You know, to make this world better, the family is where we must start. There's nothing that you can't accomplish when you all come from the heart. Just remember, if there is a will, then there's got to be a way. So make your contribution to mankind just by loving your family today. You know, and uh, I just didn't know so many families uh, just don't speak because of grudges 40 years ago. And that's just the reality. I'm just happy that my family, we argue and fuss and fight, but we, 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 we still together, we, you know. We look forward to reunions every so often, and we, you know, we we dysfunctional, but we close, and I like that. That's what's up. And I believe, yeah. So that's that, the all I have. That's that's what's up, Gina. What you think? I, I need to say this to Brother Daryl. Um, I'm one of the people in my family. They call me the glue. And I used to laugh because I thought it was silly, but now it makes sense. There has to be somebody that keeps everybody together. There has to be a referee or um, a go-between or a conduit that makes um, us be able to interact with each other in a civil way. I noticed in my family, probably for the last five years, the only time we actually get together anymore is for funerals. No baby showers, no weddings, no reunions. Yeah. Just yeah. ongoing celebrations, and that yeah. unacceptable. You understand what I'm saying? Like I miss my family every day online, and especially during the pandemic, yeah. we would have um, Zoom conferences where we would all come together, see each other, and talk to each other because it's important yeah. because we have not had enough time to spend together. And as things are getting back to the normal that we knew rather than the normal that became our new norm, um, I feel like we as a people – you cannot isolate yourself forever. And being around your family, your family may not be the people that you chose, they're the people that you were birthed into. So you don't have to be friends with everybody, but you do have to love and respect the people that you share DNA with. 
And that's my goal every single day. Even sometimes when people get on my nerves, you know, if they if I have a cousin or an aunt or uncle who's talking about another family member, I don't join them in that. What I try to do is diffuse the situation so we can move forward as a family. And that's the only way we're going to survive. So I salute that piece with every fiber of my being, and thank you. Yeah. I wanted to say this. People don't realize, no matter if you hate your family or if you hate your school or if you hate your city, it's still going to be on your obituary. Where you was born and raised in your family, it's still going to be on your obituary. Where you was born and raised, and if you graduated, your school going to be on there, and your family members, whether y'all speak or not. Brother, oh, what you got for Brother Darrell? Thank you, sir. I was a, I was a beautiful piece about the importance of family, and, and you're exactly right. You know, you know, we we need those connections with our families. We need those. Yeah, we we need to come together. Other than funerals, you know, it just just family, like you said, the strongest unit that that uh, God ever created, it was, you know, we can connect on Facebook, we can, but it's not like seeing each other in, in person again. And life is too short to, to to have issues with your family because once that person is gone, all you have going to have is memories. So thank you for sharing that real peace, real deal. That was, that was, that was that was inspirational. You welcome, and it's nice to hear your voice, man. No problem, man. It's nice to hear yours. Yeah. <coughs> anyway, what do you have for Daryl the real deal? For that poem he did. Like they say, brother, a family that play that prays together stays together, and that's real talk. But it's sad because. You, we, I know me, I'm speaking personally. I get along better with friends that I call family who I share no blood with than my blood family. I only have, I could count on one hand that it's probably like five, honestly, like five or six cousins that I reach out to when we keep, you know, contact with each other. They come to my events. I do go to stuff they have. Because they're genuine and they're not messy. And I know that everything they're doing is from the heart and it's not from no alternative uh, motives that they have. So that's why I'm able to get along with them. Because y'all know family can be messy. I mean, I, I, my family, we ain't never had no family reunion. <laughs> never. So <clears throat> I love that piece. That was a great piece about family. <clears throat> Yeah, thank you so much yeah. for calling in. Yeah, that was hot. <laughs> so, guys, yeah. that was there. Oh, you finna come in? I'm sorry. No, okay. That was Daryl, the real deal. Y'all calling in. Uh, with that, it was a nice piece about family. You know what I'm saying? That's a nice piece. Um, man, we the family. We just need to be more in tune with each other, you know, support each other, be there for each other. Cause like Gina said, that's sad that that's until when we come together is at funerals. Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? We need to get better. We really do. We need to get better. Cause that is just unacceptable and not cool. 
Um, so I want to thank you guys again for tuning in to the National Four Time Award winning POET Radio. This is your award winning voices behind the pens. We are here each Be- and you- every. Huh? Before you jump off, before you jump off, Nina, I just want to say something. Okay. Um, I did want to address um, something that Amin Ra said, and I want to um, give clarity to the statement that I made. I explained to him that people like me, they were the real deal himself, um, you, Momentum, and others that have been in the game for over 20 years or so, or is barking on that. I said that we got about four or five generations under us. You know, Hood raised Geronimo and them. That's one generation under us. Then you had Kales and Prolific. And, um, you know what I'm saying? That's another generation under us. Then you had about two more generations that came under them, right? So mm-hmm. what I was explaining to them is that the older we get, we must begin to look at our careers a little bit differently than the way we looked at them when we came into the game. When we came into the game, Things were a little bit more competitive. We were trying to get our feet wet. We were trying to establish ourselves and all those things. We are established now. You know, Daryl the Real Deal is established. Black Ice is established. Armin Ra is established. And most of the people that were there, when we came in the game, that kind of stayed with it and consistently did it, are established, right? That being said, you have all these generations that come under you, right? So our role is a little bit different than it was when we came in the game. When we came in the game, we were under the Triple Blacks, the Mama Brenda's, the um, Dr. Grooves, and those who came before us. They were our mentors. We were their mentees, so on and so forth. So now we're the mentors. The people under us are the mentees. And so we don't look at ourselves as being on the same, I'm going to use the word level, but understand the context in which I'm putting it in. We don't consider ourselves on the same levels as our mentees because we're teaching our mentees and we're giving them the loopholes and the experiences that we developed and had over the years of being in spoken word poetry or whatever our art genre is. And we're saying, Hey, look out for this. Look out for that. When you see this, this is what you do. When you see that, that's what you do, right? And we're teaching them the things that we learn. Now, the reference to the mountain that he's talking about that I use is when you look at a mountain, you have a side that's going up and you have a side that's going down, right? Once you've been in this art genre for so long, in my case, it's been 21 years going on, going on 22 years, right? As far as my personal career is concerned, the only side of the mountain at this point in my career that I can go is the downside of the mountain, right? Now, I'm not saying, you know, that um, um, I'm, I'm the king on the throne or whatever the case might be, and you've never heard me use the, use the terminology that I call myself the king of poetry. I always use king of poetry because there's other kings, there's other queens, right? But I feel like when it comes to that mountain, that we're at the top of that mountain. You know, we've climbed up that mountain. We've gone through so much. And we're at a level and at a space now where we're comfortable. Yes, there are some more things that we can achieve. But for the most part, our age, we're in our 50s now. Okay. At one point in time, as our personal careers are concerned, we ain't still going up. We've been climbing up for 22 years. How much longer are we going to be climbing up? We ain't climbing up no more. We already there. 
right? So now, giving you another example of the NBA, Michael Jordan used to slam dunk, and then he went from a slam dunk to a fadeaway. But now Michael Jordan owns the Charlotte Hornets, right? You got basketball players that are now coaches of the NBA right now. They, they telecasters, they, 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 they are in the game still, but they have a different role in the game. So what I was saying to Amon Ra is that take into consideration people like Firekeeper, who's 80 years old, who's getting into a slam with a quest who's a third of her age or, 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 or so, you know what I'm saying? So what I would say to Firekeeper, instead of you competing against these younger people in their 20s and you 80 years old, why don't you be a special guest in the slam? Why don't you be a judge, a celebrity judge in the slam? Because they look up to you. They hold you in reverence. You know, they put you on a pedestal. They, they, they appreciate the sacrifices that you've made. So this is the conversation that I was having with him. I'm one man. I have one opinion, and that's it. But never did I say that the brother's career was on a decline. Um, um, I put the brother on the same pedestal that I put there with a real deal on, you know, who's been in this game, who's been consistent, who's been out there, who's been grinding, who's been doing their thing. And they are both kings to me, in my opinion. Right. But there with a real deal is almost 60 years old. How much more running around can he continue to do? You know what I'm saying? How much of this and that can we, we can't do the things that we used to do when we were in our, late 20s when we used to do three and four poetry sets then wake up off of two three hours of sleep and go to work in the morning i mean come on now you know what i'm saying so that's that was my perspective that i gave him that was my opinion that i gave him it had nothing to do with judging him or judging his career it was just an assessment of anybody who's in the art genre that's our age so i just wanted to give you guys the full perspective of our conversation that we had so i want y'all to think that black eye said this man's career was on a decline that is not what i said but that's the way he took it i just wanted to make that clear <laughs> and making it clear you did um you know, people gonna hear what they want to hear, and then they gonna process it back the way they want to anyway. So that's just how that is. People hear exactly what they want to hear, and they just take a piece of the conversation and turn it into something that it's not. But at the end of the day, God is good. Well, here on Voices Behind the Pen, we uh, first of all we have no censorship. We don't try to disrespect anybody. Matter of fact, we don't disrespect anybody. We um. We 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 let everybody you know spit your peace and every day, uh, every day every Monday. But we just you know we just we ask that you don't disrespect anybody. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, we still love you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure y'all tune in next Monday because I will be celebrating my birthday on the air next when next Monday. My birthday is next Wednesday. So make sure you guys tune in next Monday and say hey and happy birthday to your girl. I love you guys. We love you guys. We would not be able to do this if it wasn't for you. So without you, there's no us. So at the end of the day, on behalf of Poet, Poet Radio, I just want to say I love you guys. God bless. Good night. And see you guys next week. Okay, next week. See you next week. Love you. Love you guys. Bad next week.
All right. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.